Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for y'all. With today being International Gin and Tonic Day, I thought what better day than to post our podcast with the Glasgow Gym. Back in August, I caught up with the super lovely Faye Woodcock, who is a brand associate from the Glasgow Gin. She is a proper gin genius and we spoke about everything from the history of the brand to the tasting notes of the gin and really how much the brand has managed to marry up the personality of us Glaswegians to the flavour of the gin and also in the brand in itself. I'm sure if you've seen the Conehead logo, you will know what I'm talking about. Faye also spoke about the fact that she has been creating a Glasgow Gal cocktail because the Glasgow Gin are actually a brand partner of the GGC private members website. So when that website launches next month, every member will receive 20% off the Glasgow Gin at their website, which is an amazing offer. So without further ado, let's hear from Faye. Welcome Faye to the GGC podcast. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Not at all. We are chatting to you because you are the brand associate for the Glasgow Gym. Yep, that's right. I call myself the Glaswegian. Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The puns of the Glasgow Gym are just brilliant. We love them, we do love them. Oh, and I think that's why, so for the listeners um, to understand, we've got a partnership with the Glasgow Gym. The Glasgow Girls Club, um, the Glasgow Gin are one of our top brands on our website. So we are taking the time to get to know all of our brands and find out the kind of workings of them, the inspiration of them, etc, etc. So if we can just start from the top then, you can tell us the inspiration behind the Glasgow Gym. So Glasgow Gin was launched in 2017 uh, with a big onus on sort of like personal relationships. So um, our brand owner, Karen, um, she is sort of the designer of the gin and wanted to base it on a tribute to her family and to like her relationship with Glasgow. So she had this really great kind of traditional Glasgow granny whose favourite things were betting on the horses and going to the bingo twice a week and also having a tot of gin at the Brilliant. end of the Brilliant. We all had that granny. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so when an opportunity came for Karen to design her own gin, she wanted to sort of have it developed around this idea of uh, the Glaswegian sense of humour. So yeah, obviously um, the Duke of Wellington uh, on his horse is one of Carrot's favourite Glasgow images as well and it perfectly encapsulates, encapsulates the humour uh, in Glaswegian wit um, of not taking themselves too seriously. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, basically it's Glasgow gin is a tribute uh, gin to Glasgow, Glaswegians and of course Granny Gin. Nice, I love it. Okay, so the brand was launched in 2017, which is like not too long ago. Not long ago, no. Um, and personally for me, I have tried... A few of the Glasgow gins, um, I'm sure there's a few that I don't know of because eh, there seems to be a few new popping up. But for me, the Glasgow gin has just got the perfect flavour. It's not too much one way or the other. It's just a nice flavour rather than being something too obscure. Yeah, some gin brands I feel try to be too obscure. So tell us, Envy, how long was this gin in development for? So the idea was cooking away in Karen's head for years, uh, but from the time that we took the sort of big deep breath and decided to go for it right up until the launch, it was just over a year. 
Um, we kind of made a move away from the old style juniper heavy gins towards something that was a little bit more soft and palatable to a wider market, which is something that we kind of decided the gin was going to taste like all along. It's like, you know, what you were saying. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's been really fortunate with the way that the craft gin movement has been going is that people are becoming a little bit more innovative with what they're doing with the flavour profiles and it no longer needs to be something specifically juniper heavy. Um, a lot of people are choosing to go off in different directions yes. to emphasise coriander, for example, or saffron or all these different things, whereas we decided to do something that was much more general and much better balanced. So you can sort of drink it all night without getting overwhelmed with one certain flavour. Yes, um, and also, that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it also appeals to kind of non-gin drinkers as well because it doesn't have that um, really stark kind of juniper flavour yes. um, that hits you straight on. So it's juniper then that you're tasting in some of the gins that's quite... Well, it can be. I mean, in order for a gin to be a gin, it needs to contain juniper. That's yep. pretty much the only rule that they have on it. Okay. Um, so every gin will contain juniper. More traditional gins, yeah, like especially things like Old Tom's and everything tend to be super juniper-led. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's the sort of the, the ginny smell, if, if you will. Yes. Um, there are so many products now that are like gin-flavoured or gin-scented, like soaps and, and shampoos and cakes. Yeah. Usually they've just put juniper in it. Yeah, all right. Okay, really well, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you should say that because when Faye and I first met, you allowed me to taste a... Uh, gin fudge. Yeah, yeah and that yeah. was like the most ginny thing I think I've ever tasted. Yeah, and to be fair, I didn't actually flavour that with juniper. It just had a good old glug of Glasgow gin in it. <laughs> I did ask, can I drive after that? <laughs> I might have lied when I said yeah. <laughs> no, um, so no, so that was really, really nice. Um, so you've touched you've touched on the kind of the tastes of it then. So in terms of tasting notes then... Yeah. What makes it stand out? So it's 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 a gin for the masses, and that's probably why I, I like it. I'm mm-hmm. not too keen on too obscure things. So what would you say? Like the the kind of you know, there's tasting notes for things. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, something that was important to us when we were developing the gin was that it would be able to mix with things other than just tonic. I mean, when you think about vodka, for example, it would be ridiculous if somebody said that every vodka has to be drank with just Coke or, again, just tonic. So we sort of did develop a a kind of flavour profile that was going to be able to mix with a lot of other things, again, to wider the audience that could enjoy it. Um, The actual flavour profile, I would say, is something that's beautifully balanced, really kind of round and citrusy. Yeah. Um, it does pack a 43.3% ABV punch, so it means that it's going to stand up to some heavier tonics that you want to use it with. Okay. Um, but ultimately it's citrusy and the elderflower that we add at the end gives it a sort of softness and a sweet floral uh, sherbet finish. Lovely. Um, okay, one of the reasons why I wanted to work with the Glasgow Gin specifically um, and, and sort of creating the, the Glasgow Girls Club website was because I feel like as a brand you've really capitalised on Glasgow, you've capitalised, as you touched on earlier, on the personality, mm-hmm. you know, the branding with the cone, like everybody knows the cone head, it's iconic, I call it the cone head, it's actually a part <laughs> sculpture, but, for, um, but yeah, so I totally love everything about it, I love your marketing, I love when you go on the website, it's, you know, are you over 18, I or not, it's just, it's, everything ties in. Um, so what made you guys really decide in all of your marketing, your branding, to focus on the city? Uh, focus on the city. I mean, there's so much to love about Glasgow. Um, and it's true that people really do make it. Again, it's 
a lot of it is the sense of humour. Yeah. If we need to, if we're wanting to pull together a gin that doesn't take itself too seriously, really the one the one place that springs to mind is Glasgow. Yeah. Um, and that again is largely based on the fact that we've got this iconic conehead as yeah. a, a TripAdvisor feature. You know. Yeah. Uh, you go exactly. on TripAdvisor and you search it. Um, <laughs> it's on BuzzFeed articles and everything as well. Um, so yeah, I would say that the the logo was kind of like the easy part in deciding yep. how to base everything around Glasgow. That when you think about other things that the city's known for, it doesn't necessarily bring up hugely positive connotations all the time. Yes. But it's nice to have something that is good fun, a, a, a bit of a laugh, and, and completely harmless. I mean, yeah. Glasgow's known, it's got quite a bad sectarian history and things like that. Yep. And then when you have something that's just so innocent... Uh, brings yeah. to mind it automatically brings a smile to your face and I think that's kind of what we're hoping people people respond to our gin with as well yeah absolutely no and I I think it works um and also very clever for you guys because you're you've got you've gone for a iconic logo and branding which as you say is on TripAdvisor so mm-hmm. for the brand it's not as if you're limiting it to a national level you've you've picked something that is on TripAdvisor is on BuzzFeed so it's something that is around the world and yeah. people have so that's also very clever as well so in terms of where you're currently stopped then Faye where can where can we expect to find the Glasgow gym um so we do keep a current list of off-licensed places on the website um and then uh Everything else is, is kind of... We're in a lot of bars in and around Glasgow. Oh, yeah. In terms of the um, off-licence places, you've got like the Institutional GG Brothers down in Finiston, um, stalwarts such as The Cave on Great Western Road and Inverary 1-1 on Bath Street. Um, we've actually got uh, ourselves listed in some of the Scott Mids a little bit further out oh, of the yeah. city centre. Um, and then you've got kind of like your sort of well-stocked Glasgow inst- institution pubs like yes. McSorley's and Alison Arms. Uh, Gallus, we couldn't not be in Bar Gallus. Oh, of course. Um, bon Accord Metropolitan, um, with with more places kind of getting listed every day. Brilliant. Um, we do sell quite a lot on our website as well, and you'd be surprised to see how many people are actually sending bottles across, like overseas. Oh, that's um, great. So that's whether a good that's for yeah, people, especially people that have maybe emigrated or that's it. I think there's probably quite a big expat sort of it'll. It'll you know tickle the heartstrings a little bit and make yeah. them make them kind of think of home and and hopefully be glad that there's people investing in the city yeah. in this way that sends it sends it abroad. Brilliant! Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Um, so in terms of overseas, then you did mention that people are purchasing it here and sending it overseas. Do you have a big sort of is is that in the the pipeline a big kind of international focus? Because I can see a lot of people. Even especially in airports, you can see a lot of people when you've got a lot of Asian markets that love whiskey. Yeah. I'm sure it would be the same for gin. So you've got a kind of. I mean, I guess it would kind of be like the liquid see you Jimmy hat, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's yeah. It, that's exactly. <laughs> it would be. Um, like we would love to be sending our tribute to Glasgow further afield. Um, at the moment, it's not really something that we've got the legs to do just now. Yeah. I mean, as you said, we just launched back just in two thousand seventeen. Exactly. So moving forward, it's definitely something that we'd love to see, love to see done. Um, the image of the Duke, so well known and loved, is actually listed on TripAdvisor. As you said, yeah, exactly. number of tourists that are always getting their pictures taken in front of it shows how recognisable and loved it is. Yeah. So, I mean, whether, yeah, w- whether we could get our gin onto a sort of transporter boat and and listed yeah. maybe somewhere far away as China, it'd be great to see. Yeah, oh, I think that's definitely in the in the pipeline. 
So tell us about, so firstly, if you tell us about yourself and what you do for the brand, and then we'll have a wee chat about the amazing cocktails that you've created. Okay. Um, so I, I work with the gin in terms of listing it in and around Glasgow, um, raising the public awareness of it and also sort of like the on-trades awareness of it. So I come from a sort of 10-year-long career in bars and restaurants in and about, uh, well, everywhere actually, but largely in Glasgow. Okay. Um, and yeah, I kind of spend a lot of my time speaking to bar owners, um, bartenders, getting them involved in the brand. Uh, and also developing different things that can be done with the gin. Um, I recently actually did a really fun tasting night at a bar out in Old Kilpatrick. Um, where I designed, I think, that's, so that's what the gin was for, uh, the, the gin fudge. Oh, was it? Uh, okay, yeah, and, and did they love it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty, int- I think it only lasted about an hour and a half, and they had a five-course five taster meal paired with five cocktails. Brilliant. So people were kind of rolling out the door by the end of it. But it was uh, it was really good, yeah. Um, I made a Buckfast Negroni, um, which was really good fun. I've actually still got some of the ingredients sat there. Okay. Um, which is yeah, equal parts of uh, Buckfast. Yeah. You know, Glasgow's other national. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Glasgow gin and Campari. Right. Okay. And so it's a classic cocktail based baked back based back from like the late eighteen hundreds. Okay. Usually it's sweet vermouth that's used. So like, you know, in Italy people drink martini, rosso and lemonade. Yes. That's a sweet vermouth, but we use Buckfast in place of it. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah. was that more the dessert end of the It was actually right, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we paired that with a Buckfast sorbet. Wow. And fruit salad. Okay, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> it was really interesting. Okay, we'll need to get a Glasgow Girls Club tasting event. Oh, definitely, set up. definitely. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Great. So you go about, you make sure it's listed, and then you also, so you devise the, the cocktail menu, if you like. Yeah, I can do. Uh, I mean, there's some of the drinks that um, we've got on our website, for example, they were developed in conjunction with Metropolitan Bar okay. um, in Glasgow. Okay. So uh, I think that was. A little bit before I was on the scene, uh, they developed this drink to be used at the Girls' Day Out show last year, oh, which yeah. was during our launch. Okay. Um, so that's the, uh, the Gallus Bird cocktail. The Gallus Bird looks delicious. Do you know what? It's tasty. It is tasty. It's uh, very, very sweet and kind of gets you kind of the, the back of the mouth, you yes. know? Yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's a good, fun drink. I think that's what's important. Yes. Again, talking about drinks like the Negroni, for example that's one end of the spectrum of cocktails yeah. and you've got something and he's speaking like in the middle you can drink lots of it it's going to get you sugared up and ginned up and ready for a good party um, and that's pretty much what the name Gallus Bird to me elicits yeah it's absolutely. Just like fun absolutely good fun we'll need, yeah we'll need to we'll need to get on those um, at some point <laughs> um okay so do you think there could be scope for a glass glow Gin cocktail. Definitely, definitely. I mean, the Glasgow Girls Club members are a brilliant inspiration for a cocktail because um, they're great fun, they're unreserved and they're glam. Okay. Um, so that's a great base for a cocktail spec uh, and I've been trying to see what I'm going to come up with. Um, watch this space. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've ordered in some special ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually. <laughs> okay, this looks great already. It's, uh, this is uh, pearl luster. It's edible luster. You add that to liquid and it makes it um, looks like you know the Harry Potter films when he's got his pen, the pen sieve, yes. and it's all like yes. sparkly and yeah. glowy. 
that's what that'll do to the cocktail. Oh, God, anything Harry Potter, <laughs> you just won me over already. Like, <laughs> so I need to figure Suck out the ingredients and get some photos oh, That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. And then we will um, we will provide you the, the, the lovely fee, and Karen will provide you ladies with the, the menu, the recipe yeah. for that, so that we can all get our Glasgow gin on. Um, brilliant. So, obviously, I can't believe it. We're now into nearly like mid-August, yeah. which is crazy. We we're heading towards the last quarter of the year. What have you guys got in the pipeline? So um, our big date that we keep in the diary is always the Glasgow Girls Day Out. Brilliant. Um, right at the start of the December. Um, and that's something that we will probably have lots of pre-bottled cocktail ready for and everything. Um, other than that, it's basically in, uh, keeping an eye on our social media as to whether we've got any gin tastings on. Yeah. I quite frequently do pop-ups. Um, I did a little okay. pop-up tasting in the Steamer Trading Cook Shop a couple of weeks ago. Brilliant. Um, and, you know, subject to licensing conditions and things like that, you can probably, usually once a month you'll find me armed with a pop-up banner, a bottle of gin and a little tasting cup somewhere around Glasgow. Oh, you need to let us know <laughs> of where you are yeah. because we'll get that. You need to come and try You'll it. Be there. <laughs> <laughs> Follow your cue. <laughs> no, for sure, things like that. And the girls' day out, it's... Was that where you first, guys, first launched? Was that like your... Not quite. Uh, we had an event, I think it was maybe two weeks before that. We okay. were at the Heart Radio Ladies Lunch, uh, mm. which was done in conjunction with uh, Make Some Noise, which is a charity for unheard charities, like small charities in okay. local area. Um, and we really used that as our launch because we couldn't couldn't find a better place to launch our gin which is you know in the hands of a bunch of women yeah to support a local charity and to do with heart radio as well which i think is a really good glasgow institution yes um so yeah that was our official launch at the end of november and then two weeks later boom glasgow girls day out oh my god because <laughs> it, it is a wild one like oh, it's, it's mental yeah, it's, it's so much fun though like I've, so often when you work at gin festivals, yeah, you've got a very specific type of customer um, who wants to say the exact same things to you over and over again. And I mean, they're really discerning, which is great. But the good thing about the Glasgow Girls Day Out is, I mean, the number of people we had coming up to has been like, I've never tried gin. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's because it's such a trend that you just think that most people... Most people would have but tried okay. it, um, and we were also right next to uh, one of the entertainment areas. So we That's had, ideal. we had like yeah, we had uh, hunks, but like hunks in the buff and things uh-huh. like that. Yeah, great. Yeah, wear nothing especially but when you've had time. a few drinks. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, don't mind that. Not that I'd had a few drinks. <laughs> all that, all your work, of course, <laughs> professional. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you can always, you can always spot us at these kind of shows. We've got cone hats that we wear and we give out to the crowd oh, and things like brilliant. that. So, in fact, at the Heart Radio Ladies Lunch. Um, the entertainment was provided by Five. Remember Five? Yes, oh my God. We had them wearing our cone hats. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, ripping off their t-shirts and things. Oh, it was, uh, it was something else. Hope you got some videos, etc. We do, actually. <laughs> yeah, but they're not for other people to look oh, at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they personal. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, well, we will definitely be... You can let us know what sand you're at then, and we'll make sure to promote that. Absolutely, get the girls yeah. along, especially like want to get my hands in one of those cone hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're um they're very novel. They're very novel. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also a great way of promoting your stand around the. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's one of these great things. I mean, I hope we don't really want to hijack that as a as a symbol. I guess we do. Yeah, um, yeah. But the point of but, the matter is, it's nice that you see it, you think of Glasgow, and then hopefully people you see it and you think of Glasgow. Glasgow gin. Gin. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the first time that I had tried it. My sister in law bought me 
a bottle for Christmas. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that was the first time that I'd, I'd tried it and just absolutely loved it because what one of the things that I noticed about it before I'd even tried it was how nice the bottle is. Yeah. Because um, that was something... Because you do start to look at bottles, I think. But maybe not when you're like... You just started drinking or in your early 20s, you're not really too bothered. Yeah. But like now I, I have started looking at bottles and for me, the Glasgow Gin bottle is very different. Yeah, I mean, a, a bottle of gin is a bit of an investment, you know, especially when you're spending around about 30 quid for it. And yeah. Again, because we're not so young anymore, you don't buy a bottle of spirit and expect to see it out that night. Yeah. So, you know, it's going <laughs> to spend some time on your shelf. Yeah, So it, exactly. it needs to look, it needs to look interesting. And um, the bottle itself is, is a really boring conversation, but um, it's the first time that that particular bottle design was ever been used for, for alcohol and, and, okay. and gin. So what you'll see if you do notice gin bottles is that there are a lot of kind of prototypes and stereotypes that different brands use yep. with different labels on them, but it's it's a bottle. Yeah. You know, how, how many different variations of a bottle can you make? Yes. Our bottle, we're the only gin in that bottle, so you'll never see, well, not yet, you won't see anybody else's gin in the same bottle. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, it's something that Karen wanted designed specifically um, to, to be comfortable, a comfortable fit in the hand. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, just to, just to look good on a shelf. Yeah, absolutely. And I think more and more people nowadays are also keeping their bottle of gin after it. And either using it as a water bottle, like yeah. having it all cleaned out, obviously, and using it as a water bottle, putting a candle in it, or some people are even making lamps. I've seen a lot of that. Yeah, happening. there's. I mean, there are some really good um, lamp making courses that people go on and yeah. stuff. And, and usually at a gin festival, you'll see different stalls where people are doing different things with them. And, and it's great. I mean, I think especially in today's recycle and reuse culture, yes. it's really good to see people upcycling things and, and using them for and using stuff. them yeah and that because the bottle's so nice it will make people want to do things like that with it so it's very again very clever yeah um okay great so in terms of future dream then for the glasgow gin what is the dream for the brand uh i'd say we probably have two um obviously we'd love to see glasgow gin as the go-to gin brand for glaswegians but also for the identity of the city and for the brand to be enjoyed further field as we discussed yes um you know like that way when folks see something from home in another country when they're on holiday like iron brew or tonic oh god you buy it don't you mental. <laughs> yeah yeah um i think that would be that would be really really cool uh, but something that's probably a bit more immediate than that would be to gain enough sales traction to allow us to set up a commercial facility in Glasgow yep. um, and be commercially viable in the long run. That would be great because then we could start doing gin tours and, yeah, and different things like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it would, also, it would open the scope out to making sure that things that we're using are more local. Yeah, um, absolutely. And be part of that conversation as well. Perfect. Well, that's a good dream. That's a good dream. So if we could just then round off our chat on your thoughts on Glasgow in general, because obviously it's it's so nice speaking to the people that, you know, do big things in the city, but it's also nice to hear about what you think of the city. Yeah. So if you were to describe Glasgow in three words, what would it be? I think I'd have to say... It's pure Gallus. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant tie in with the brand. <laughs> so that is uh, the Glasgow Gins tagline, yeah, which is, is, which is pure perfect. Gallus. No, that's brilliant. Um, I mean, on, on, on a very personal level, I do think that's true. I think yeah. it depends what you, what you think of the word Gallus, but I mean, to me, it's. It's that way of being slightly obnoxious yeah. and loud and friendly with 
without meaning any harm whatsoever. Yes, you yeah, know, absolutely. It's this big sort of goofy hug that <laughs> might crack your neck a little bit, but it's, it's meant in good. In it's good right. Form. I know. I know totally, and I, I, I'm, I agree with you exactly. I think um, Gallus as well is like a person that's got big balls, if you like, like yeah. someone who's like not afraid to kind of stand out or be heard yeah um so and I think that that ties in very well with what you guys are doing at the Glasgow gin yeah so if you get any hot spots in the city then for any any go-to places um I oh city centre isn't isn't my go-to place at the moment I've yeah. kind of lived in the outskirts for the past couple of years yeah. um there's a great wee pizza place out uh on Dumbarton Road kind of beyond Partick which okay. needs to get a shout out called Basta B-A-S-T-A, a great little pizza place. They do their own pizza bases. Their, their toppings are fantastic. You need to check that out if right, you haven't heard it before. That's great, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I've got to give a shout out to the Alison Arms in the south side. It's a really well-known institutional spot. They've got over like 250 gins or something like that. Right. And they have self-service fridges in the back of the pub where you just go and get a craft beer and pay for the can at the bar. It's, it's, like, it's almost like an honesty box. Like I like that. Um, but for all intents and purposes, you walk in and it's just like a local pub. There's yeah. always old geezers in the corner with a guitar and yeah. then you've got like hipsters thinking they're cool because yes. they're in an old man's pub <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I think those are two east and, east and west uh, sorry south and west places that I would recommend brilliant great well thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us not at all thanks for having us not at all and we shall be promoting lots from the Glasgow Gin very soon so stay tuned to glasgowgirlsclub.com thank you very much Ray. thank you <laughs>